Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience, and I'm your host, Octavius Gould. Today, I'm excited to bring to you episode 18 titled Handling Objections. For my new audience, my business podcast is themed around leadership and entrepreneurship. However, we are all challenged with the task of overcoming objections on a regular basis. Whether it's selling a product or service, pitching investors as an entrepreneur, or even conveying an idea in corporate America to your CEO. So my objective with this episode is to give all types of business professionals the opportunity to understand the nature of the objections raised by potential customers or even internal stakeholders and the skills required to handle those objections. My friends, when I am done, I assure you that you will be able to handle objections encountered at their approach stage, qualification stage, presentation stage, and that all-important closing stage. What is an objection? It's a statement presented in opposition, a hurdle, challenge, preconceived notions, disagreements, lack of communication, insufficient information, and also abandonment from rules. But if you're prepared, it's an opportunity to win the mental battle. Why do potential customers, investors, and even your bosses raise objections? At times, they just need more information. Other times, they have attitude problems. (laughs) Then there's misunderstandings or they're simply hesitant to decide. But many times, we, the presenters, didn't do a great job of articulating the value they'll receive. But be careful not to confuse an objection with skepticism. Skepticism must be handled with more caution and care because it's more of a problem with trust. My friends, the process I used back in my MCI telecommunications selling days, then as a VP trying to build business cases for my CEO, and also as an entrepreneur doing business with Fortune 1000 corporations, is called WIRA. W-I-R-A. And it stands for welcome. Welcome the objection and acknowledge the prospect's issues. Isolate. Isolate the objections and ensure you've identified all objections before trying to overcome them. Repeat. Repeat the identified objections back to the decision maker to make sure you heard him or her correctly. And lastly, answer. Answer every objection confidently, then move back to the closing stage. Before I share additional insight on handling objections, I would truly appreciate if all of you help me by liking, sharing, and subscribing to my podcast. Thank you. Truly appreciate that. Here's some more tips on handling objections. My friends, the situation of a customer or internal decision maker offering objections is often unavoidable. The better prepared you are to answer those objections, the greater the likelihood of your success. Remember this. A question should not be confused with an objection. Also, don't argue with people. Roll with the punches. You want them to buy or agree to what you covet. If it's a business need, keep in mind that your boss may just be throwing objections at you as an opportunity to coach you up. When getting an objection, ensure it's not a question by determining if the objection is to Justify the solution or service you proposed. Justify your plan, approach, or techniques. Confirm your position, resources, or even your trustworthiness. Or to justify the cost, 
the timing, or to justify you. One of the biggest opportunities to get better at handling objections is to get better at listening. During my sales leadership days as a sales manager and a VP of sales, I would frequently ride with sales representatives to customer appointments, and we would be extremely prepared. We would know the customer's current reality, the challenges that they face, their competition. We would also have an idea of their pain points. We would get to the meeting. We would sit down. We would be polished, professional, build rapport, go through our presentation stage. And I would notice at times that some sales professionals failed at one important area. They didn't listen. And my friends, active listening is mission critical. Before we can respond to a potential customer's or your boss's concerns, we must make sure that we understand those concerns. So I recommend an active listening model called LACE. Listen, acknowledge, clarify, and explain. There are several techniques to handling objections. You can use these or develop your own based on the LACE model that I just mentioned. The echo technique. This can be used to help keep the decision maker talking so that you can clarify the objection. It's a reflection or echo of what the person has said. Here's an example. They may say the price is too high. Your response is too high. Then we have the feel, felt, found technique. This response can be used as part of your explanation phase. And this is if your prospect is more of a filler than a thinker. Here's an example. I understand your thinking. Other customers thought the same thing when they first saw this opportunity. However, they found that and then insert a very strong benefit statement. I repeat that. I understand your thinking. Other customers felt the same thing when they first saw this opportunity. However, they found that once they engaged our organization and implemented the service, there was a true return on investment, but more importantly, they experienced a great customer experience with our service team. Then you can convert it to a question. The prospect may say, well, I have XYZ stock and I'm satisfied. Here could be your reply. Would you be interested in finding out if your loyalty with XYZ company is costing you money? Then pause and wait for the answer. You know that old saying, the first one who speak loses? You must persevere. Handling objections to achieve success to getting that yes comes when you truly believe in what you are doing, your idea, your service or product, your company, and more importantly, yourself. So be confident. Also, knowledge is key. In the words of Michael Corleone from The Godfather, know your competition. I love that movie. I could watch it a million times, all 50 of them. <laughs> but you also want to know your strengths and weaknesses as well. As a professional who's focused on self-development, you're going to have more success if you are able to eliminate more of your weaknesses. Know your product or service. You have to understand the features, the advantages, and the benefits of your service or product and be able to convey that in a way that your customer understands it as well. Or if you're pitching an idea to your executive team or your CEO, you must know the value and ROI, that's the return on investment the organization will achieve. 
become great at anticipating what the person's objections may be and have a sound response. If you're presenting an idea to your boss, you've been around him or her long enough to anticipate what they may object to. If you're pitching to investors, you already know what objections they'll likely raise. If you're trying to close a business deal, you've heard it all. Be prepared to answer those objections with ease so that you can resolve or eliminate the person's concern up front. And here's what I mean by that. Understand the customer's current reality and their environment, their industry, and what similar customers have opposed to. Prior to even getting to the trial closing or the close, embed information regarding potential concerns that they may have that are similar to other customers in your presentation. And many times you'll find that by covering it, they'll look at you as a trusted advisor because you already handled some of the questions and or concerns that they may have. But then there's one common objection that we all get, whether it be from your boss, potential customers, investors, or even your spouse when you're trying to buy a new home car, that bag, or even a nice new boat like I want. That is the price is too high objection. (laughs) We all have heard that. The price is too high. It's too expensive. You must have a predetermined strategy as to how and when you'll present price. When I remarry, (laughs) I'm not mentioning the price of that Sea Ray boat that I want until we're already test driving that thing on an open sea. I'm going to make sure the sun is beaming on her beautiful face. Luther is playing in the background, relaxing her mind, and she can't hear what I'm saying over the waves. But when you're presenting price, my friends, begin with summarizing the benefits the decision maker will get. Then, The more value they perceive in the product, service, or even business idea, the less important pricing will be. Ways of communicating value include selling features, advantages, and benefits, then explaining other elements of the product or service that will support the reason why they should buy. And this is the same with an idea. If you're in your boss's office and you're building a business case for an idea that you want to get agreement on, make sure that you explain everything about that idea, the disadvantages, the advantages, and alleviate any concern that they may have by showing how the company will benefit and the overall value the company will achieve. And always make sure there's a return on investment, but more importantly, that you're able to articulate in a very concise way what that ROI will be. And when confronted by lower price competitors, don't overreact. Stay cool. Stay calm. Determine the variance of the price and trial close the decision maker as to his or her current perception of the value of your service. And lastly, address that price objection by selling value. The value of a good business decision, that is. My friends. If you covet compelling content on entrepreneurship, leadership, or different aspects of business when I sway away from my common theme to address the challenges that professionals are having overall, please hit like, share, and subscribe to my podcast today so you'll be alerted to new future episodes. Thank you so much. I'll see you on the next episode. Carpe diem.